morning. Amen. <clears throat> Jeremiah chapter 27, we're going to read, and I want you to follow along with me as we read. In the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, came this word unto Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Thus saith the Lord to me, Make thee bonds and yokes, and put them upon thy neck, and send them to the king of Edom, and to the king of Moab, and to the king of the Ammonites, and to the king of Tyre, and to the king of Sidon, by the hand of the messengers, which come to Jerusalem unto Zedekiah king of Judah. And command them to say unto their masters, unto their kings, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Thus shall ye say unto your masters, I have made the earth, the man and the beast that are upon the ground, by my great power and by my outstretched arm, and have given it, and have given it unto whom it seemed meet unto me. And now I given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. My servant and the beasts of the fields have I given him also to serve him. And all nations shall serve him. And his son and his son's son until the very time of his land come. And then many nations and great kings shall serve themselves of him. And it shall come to pass that the nation and kingdom which will not serve the same Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and that will not put their neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, the nation will, that nation will I punish, saith the Lord, with the sword and with the famine and with the pestilence until I have consumed them by his hand. Therefore hearken not ye to your prophets. Look at the word of the Lord. Therefore, Hearken ye not unto your prophets, amazing, nor to your diviners, nor to your dreamers, nor to your enchanters, nor to your sorcerers, which speak unto you, saying, Ye shall not serve the king of Babylon. For they prophesy a lie unto you to remove you far from your land, and that I should drive you out, and ye should perish. But the nations that bring their neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him, those will I let remain still in their own land, saith the Lord, and they shall till it and dwell therein. I spake also to, the, to Zedekiah the king of Judah according to all these words. Jeremiah here speaks directly to the leadership of Israel saying, bring your necks under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him and his people and live. Why will ye die, thou and thy people, by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence, as the Lord hath spoken against the nation that will not serve the king of Babylon? Therefore hearken not unto the words of the prophets that speak unto you, saying, ye shall not serve the king of Babylon, for they prophesy a lie unto you. For I have not sent them, saith the Lord, Yet they prophesy a lie in my name, that I might drive you out, and that ye might perish, ye and the prophets that prophesy unto you. Also I spake to the priests and to all this people, saying, Thus saith the Lord, hearken not to the words of your prophets, and prophesy, that prophesy unto you, saying, Behold, the vessels of the Lord's house 
shall not shortly be brought again from Babylon, for they prophesy a lie unto you. Hearken not unto them. Serve the king of Babylon and live. Wherefore should this city be laid waste? But if they be prophets and if the word of the Lord be with them, let them now make intercession to the Lord of hosts that the vessels which are left in the house of the Lord and in the house of the king of Judah and at Jerusalem go not to Babylon. For thus saith the Lord of hosts concerning the pillars and concerning the sea and concerning the bases and concerning the residue of the vessels that remain in this city, which Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon took not when he carried away captive Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, from Jerusalem to Babylon, and all the nobles of Judah and Jerusalem. Yea, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, concerning the vessels that remain in the house of the Lord, and in the house of the king of Judah and of Jerusalem. They shall be carried to Babylon, and there shall they be unto the day that I visit them, saith the Lord. And I will bring them up and restore them to this place. If we're going to title this message, we'll title it, We Are in the Days of Jeremiah. We are in the days of the prophet Jeremiah. We are seeing the demise of a nation. We're seeing the demise of a church in this nation. If you don't believe that, you don't have eyes to see. We are seeing war and rumors of war around this nation. I used to think that these things were far-fetched, well, not far-fetched, but far out into the future, but I'm here to tell you they're not. We are seeing the same things the prophet Jeremiah saw in his day. But do we have eyes to see? And better yet, not only do we know the times, but do we know what to do? How many know there's a difference? Many people know that we're living the end times, but few people know what to do. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We want to thank you for your word, Lord. I pray right now, Lord, that you will anoint my lips, Lord, to declare what it is that you've put in my heart, Lord. The word of, of, of uh, preparation and, and discernment, Lord, and, and, and judgment and, and, and alert and urgency, Lord, that you have for your people, Lord. I pray that you will open our eyes and our ears to see and hear what it is that the Spirit is saying in these last days, Lord. Lord, help us to be, Lord, as watchmen upon the towers and upon the walls, Lord, as we look out for the enemy trying to come in, Lord. Help us to stand upon your word, not upon our own devices, upon our own thoughts, upon our own ideologies, upon our own doctrines, but upon your holy word, Lord. I pray, Lord, that the prophetic will come forth, Lord, that your people will not leave the same, Lord, after they hear this word lives will be changed, that your Holy Spirit, who is the only one that can convict of sin, Lord, will convict the hearts, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will move, Lord, through your word in this place, this very hour, Lord, for we need it, Lord, more than ever, Lord. We need it more than ever, Lord. We need it more than ever, Lord. Help us to see, Lord, as the psalmist says, wondrous things out of thy word. 
Take us between the heavens and the earth, Lord, as you did the prophet, Lord. And show us things, Lord, that are not seen, Lord, by the natural. Our ears have not heard, eyes have not seen, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has in store for his people. And we would ask it in the name of Jesus and God's people said amen. And amen to seeking the Lord this morning as to what it is that he wanted me to minister to you. He took me to this passage. And he began to speak to me about the, the prophet Jeremiah and the days in which he lived in. And, 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 and I, as I began to study the word of God, I, I began to, the Lord began to remind me some things that he told me some years ago. Concerning a mystery, a prophecy that is hidden in the four uh, major prophets. Those of you who study the word of God, the four major prophets are the prophet Isaiah, the prophet Jeremiah in his book of Lamentations, and the book of Ezekiel, and the prophet Daniel. And the Lord began to show me that there's a mystery and a prophecy hidden in those four major prophets. And we can literally see a progression, literally a decline Uh, uh, turning away from God. In the book of Isaiah, we see God reasoning with his people. How many know that God reasons with his people before he sends judgment? How many know that God will reason with you before he he makes you go through certain things, but many times you'll allow those things to happen. We don't know why, but it is God reasoning with us to consider our ways. Even his judgment is his mercy. Amen. Even his judgment is his mercy because it comes a time upon a man's life, upon a woman's life, upon humanity's lives where, where there's nothing that God can do that will get through to us. And he'll allow calamity because we're so blind. He'll allow calamity and judgment to come into our lives so that our eyes can be opened. We spoke about Wednesday about the good shepherd and, and how sometimes sheep will stray away from their shepherd, right? And, 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 and the shepherd has to teach that, that lamb a lesson. And, and, and at times he'll break that lamb's leg to teach that lamb a lesson to not stray away and go somewhere else where there can be uh, uh, wolves and lions or whatever prey there is to, to devour them. And, and but, but, but that breaking may seem harsh, right? But, but it is that breaking where, where we're in need of him, where he comes and gathers us and, and with all broken and he puts us close to himself. Amen. God will bring us close to his heart when we're broken. That's the only way he can reach to us. The, uh, the psalmist David says, he, he, he leaded me besides the still waters. He making me lie down in green pastures. He restored my soul. He leaded me through the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. It's nothing that we've done. It's his name's sake. It's his grace, his mercy that will reach out to us. And in the book of Isaiah, we see the decline of a nation. We, we study these things in Isaiah chapter 9, uh, where, where the prophecy of the Messiah comes forth. And, and, and the prophet Isaiah is, is warning uh, 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 Judah of what took place with their brothers and sisters to the north, where the enemy came and, and, and attacked them for the very first time. Israel was... The, the heads of protection was removed from Israel, and, and God's enemies came in and, and through, through the coast and attacked them for the very first time. And we find parallels of Israel in what's taking place today in our very nation. There's no nation like America. Over here, we complain if we don't have two TVs, we think we're poor in this nation. The truth is, in this nation, we live like kings. 
We're well off. We're blessed. Why? Why is there a blessing upon this nation? Because this nation has stood upon the word of God. And this nation has always up Israel. This nation has always been a supporter of Israel. And because of that, an Abrahamic covenant has come, a blessing has come over this nation. The same blessing that he gave Abraham is the same blessing, a blessing that we have today that I will bless those who bless thee, he told Abraham. I will bless those who bless your people and I will curse those who curse your people. We, we bless Israel and have been, but we're slowly but surely going away from that. But the Bible says that Israel in the last days will be alone. And God in the book of Isaiah, he's reasoning. Just like in the book of Isaiah where Israel was attacked, our nation was attacked. 9-11, right? A, A day that will live in infamy. A day that changed the world. Listen, the world as we know it. The world that some of us knew growing up, it's not the same world that our children are growing up in. Just last year, this nation legalized gay marriage. Last year, this nation made deals with Israel's and God's enemies. God has reasoned with us like he did through the prophet Isaiah to to Judah, where where the Lord said, come. He said, come, let us reason. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be white as wool. Come, let us reason before something worse takes place to, to you. Something worse comes your way like it did to your brothers and sisters to the north. Because Israel was divided in those days, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, but God was interested in Judah because that is where the true worship was concentrated in. That's where the capital was, Jerusalem. And God was seeing the abomination. They didn't hearken to the voice of the prophet Isaiah, nor to the prophet Jeremiah, who saw the literal and prophet, the literal destruction, city of Jerusalem and the temple. And then we go on to the book of Ezekiel where he's taken captive to Babylon. Now he finds himself in captivity. And he's prophesying about the destruction of the temple. And then we have the prophet Daniel who, who, who gives us spiritual eyes and to see in the spirit what was really taking place. Where powers of darkness, powerful, mighty, fallen angels were behind these empires But they weren't doing what they wanted without God allowing them. Amen? Amen. God allows everything. And Daniel uh, showed things that were to come. In in the book of Daniel, we see how God sees things in the spirit. And what is really taking place behind this, this, this movement that is taking place in the nations of the world. In Isaiah, God is dealing with his people. He's telling them to reconsider In the book of Jeremiah, he's done. He's done appealing to his people. He's done uh, dealing with them and and, and telling them to repent. Now he says, I am going to judge you. That's where we're at today. We are literally seeing the judgment of God. Number one, to this nation, which is a great nation. And to the nations of the world. Things are stirring up right now, church. 
Look at our youth today. It's a youth without an identity. But the world is wanting to give your children an identity. Remember when when Nebuchadnezzar came and took captives from Israel, it says that he gathered the youngest, most versed, educated, brilliant minds of Israel, the youth of Israel. And the Bible says in the midst of that, that, that youth was Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel. But look at this. They had their names, their, their Jewish names. But when they came to Babylon, Babylon is not just a city, but you have to see things spiritually. It's also a spirit that is moving in these last days. The book of Revelation calls it mystery Babylon. It's a spirit that has moved through the ages and disguised itself and transformed itself through religion throughout the ages. And it's alive and well today. And it's, I'll tell you what, it's even penetrated most Christian churches. You awake? You better be. King Nebuchadnezzar took the youth of Israel, of Judah, and gave them names, gave them another identity. Today, the people that our youth follow are some of the most stupid people. I'm going to tell the truth, sister. Just help me. Uh, well, you're pretty negative today. No, brothers and sisters, we must be. We must tell the truth. Sometimes the truth hurts, but we have to. Wolf, let me tell you something. What is taking place around the world right now, let me go to Jeremiah chapter 25. Go a few verses behind I'm going to show you what the, what the Lord told Jeremiah to preach. And you take it as you want to. You can say, I'm preaching negative, doom and gloom, whatever. But Jesus is coming back. Jesus, Jeremiah said, the judgment of the Lord was coming to, to Judah. And not just to Judah, but to the nations of the world. He says that the, the Lord was going to come out like a lion out of his den Looking for prey, my God. Think about that. You ever seen the animal channel? When, I, when a lion is hungry, you, you better get out of his way. See, we can either see, receive him today as savior or as judge. Why, 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 why? Because he paid a great price. See, God didn't give you leftovers. The Bible says he gave his only. He gave his best. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Today, let me tell you something, church. Today, most of our pulpits, most of our pulpits are filled with good, feel good messages. 
what we need to do today is warn God's people. Now, yes, we need to encourage. We can't just warn you and warn you to the point where you have no hope because there is a hope. It's called the blessed hope. That hope that is within us, that this world is not our home. We're just a passing through. Now, I'm not saying that because our eyes are set on heaven that we're useless here on the earth. No, no, no. That means that there is even more to do than ever before. I know. I want to go to heaven. I do. But tell you what, you're more needed in the world right now than ever before because you are the only light in this world. You are the only salt of this earth. Jesus said it. I must work while it is yet day. Let me tell you something. We need more than ever to preach this gospel in the highways and the byways, to go out to, to, to the street, to go out to the world, to go out and preach that Jesus Christ saves, that Jesus Christ heals, that Jesus Christ is coming again, that Jesus Christ baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, we're working right now. Like Brother Marty says. You know, we're just getting them in the bus right now. All right. I want you to see what, what the Lord told Jeremiah to preach in his day. Because these times, listen, these times will, they work for many things, but one of them is to distinguish who are the real prophets and who are the phonies and fakes and pretenders. I said this last Wednesday. You listen and um, uh, much, man, and much says with, with everything the Christian television. And it's very rare where you hear a real, true prophetic word from the Lord of warning. It is very rare. Everything has to do with, hey. Your blessing's coming through. Send me a check for 99.99 and the Lord will heal you and the Lord will bring increase this and that, this and that, and give me, give me, give me. And don't even preach a prophetic message and then turn around and make it a prosperity thing. <laughs> I see it. But it's the same thing that was happening in the days of Israel when God led them out of captivity. And took them to the holy mountain, Sinai. Remember, Moses left Aaron, the preacher in charge. Moses is a type of Christ there. And Aaron is a type of the preacher. Right? He says, take care of the people while I'm gone. He went up to the mountain. Jesus went where? Where did he ascend? To the right hand of the Father, to the mountain. And he said, Jesus said these words, when I come back, will I find faith? Or will I find a people worshiping and building idols? Remember the people got desperate of waiting for Moses? We're talking about Israel here, God's people. We're talking about the church. They got tired of waiting for the Lord and they went to who? To the preacher. Having itching ears, right? The Bible says. They will heap unto themselves teachers. And the teachers will acquiesce. This is a Paul gave of the last days. Will acquiesce to their demands. Let me tell you something. This is not about what you want. 
It's about what God desires. Not even about what we want, what Pastor Jimmy wants, what I want. No, it's what God wants. And it says that the Aaron said, all right, you want an idol? You know what he told him? He says, give me your gold. Give me your earrings. Give me your bracelets. Give me your necklaces. Give me your gold. Give me your money. Send the check. 99.99. Give me your money and I'll build you what you want. I'll preach what you want. You want to hear blessing in the time of judgment? I'll give that to you. That's what the preacher did. That's what Aaron did. And he was wrong. Oh, but Moses wasn't going to stay up there. He was coming down. He was coming down. God has his Joshua's too that are waiting. They're in the middle, right, of the people and Moses. They're intercessors. They're seeing what's happening. They hear the sound, right? And it says that he came down and he found his people partying, God's people partying. Amazing, right? God's people were partying. And the judgment of the Lord came down upon them. That's what's happening today. Amazing. Jeremiah 25, you're there? Let's go to verse 15. Jeremiah 25, verse 15, hit it. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel unto me. Look at God. This is so powerful. It says that the, 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 the word of the Lord, Ezekiel would say, the word of the Lord came unto me. It's funny. We have so many preachers come Sunday. They're searching for a word in here. And they'll get very subjective about their message. And there's nothing wrong with that. We need to study subjects and doctrines. But what we need more than ever is for the word to come to us. Amen. I remember that's, I used to preach. I'm like, okay, what am I going to preach? I got to preach a sermon on Jacob and the well and the woman at the well of Jacob and, oh, Jesus healing. And, and, and it was good and everything, but, but then I learned, wait a minute, what am I doing? Why, why am I searching the scripture to find something for the people to hear? Then I said, wait a minute. Lord, I can't even preach unless... Your word finds me. The word of the Lord came to me. And I'm going to give you a tip, church. Whenever you're called to preach, that are called to preach. Don't find a sermon to preach. Look around what's happening around you, in your community, in your, in your country, and in the world. Let the Holy Spirit show you. And then find precedence in the word of God. Okay? And then that's how you're able to preach this word. Not by just letter, but by the Spirit. Every story in the Bible is prophetic. The whole word is prophetic. The Bible says in Revelations that the Spirit, the testimony of Jesus, what is the testimony of Jesus? What testifies of him? The word. It's the Spirit of prophecy. And when I say prophecy, people are like, well, you're talking about end times. No. No, prophecy is just preaching spiritually to the hearts of men. It's, 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 it's a heavenly declaration. It's to be heavenly inspired. 
To be able to get out a scripture or a story in scripture, the prophetic, because when you get the prophetic out, that is what is going to minister to the soul, to the heart of people. And it's alive. It's not something you learn, brother. It's not something that somebody taught you. No, it's something that is in the, inside of you. Some of you, God has given you a message. Some of you, he's given you a message of warning, of hope. Whatever that word may be, he just doesn't give messages of judgment. No, he gives messages of hope. And some of you have been discouraged and tried to veer off somewhere else because maybe that message ain't working or, you, or people look down upon it. Maybe your message is of hope. And people say, well, you're always giving people hope and you try to change it. No, that's the worst thing you can do. No, because that's the word God has given you. Whatever it, because there's so many gifts in the body of Christ. The, the truth is, nobody else is going to encourage you in the world but your brothers and sisters. We need to speak to each other. We need to speak life into each other. We need to clothe each other. We need, we, 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 instead, of, instead of unclothing each other in the church, we need to clothe each other. Give hope. Amen. But look what, look, look what Jeremiah had to preach. Verse 15, chapter 25, says, For thus said the Lord of God, take the wine, the cup of this fury at my hand, and cause all the nations to whom to drink it. And they shall drink and be moved and be mad because of the sword that I will send among them. Verse 27, it's not a literal cup that he took out of the Lord's hands. It's a message of the indignation and wrath and judgment of God that is coming upon Israel and, and the nations of the world. God sent them from kingdom to kingdom to kingdom to kingdom with one message to warn them. That God was allowing, if he was willing to judge his people. My God. Think about this. All these things in the days of Jeremiah started happening because God was judging his people. It, the Bible says that judgment must begin where? First, in the house of God. And if it begins there, what? You think the world is going to escape? No. This is a critical moment, church, a critical moment in time where we need to, 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 to realize where we're at, what we're doing. We're so consumed in this nation with things. We're so consumed with television and social media and Facebook and Instagram and all those things have their place and, and their tools that can be used properly. But we're so consumed with things and materialism that, that, that we really can never get to a place where, where we have need of him. Amen. Say amen. <laughs> I want you to feel my heart. It's not my heart, it's heart. And what he's feeling. And then after the word of the Lord comes to him, go to verse 26, chapter 26. 
Look where the Lord sends him first. The Bible says that if my people called by who are his people? Us. The hope of this nation, the hope of, of, of our community, the hope of your family depends on you. I, I make this statement all the time. There are people that want to know Jesus, but they will never know Jesus. They meet you. But they will never meet you because you don't know who you are in Christ. Until you realize that God has purpose and destiny for something great. You'll shift from that place of looking at your own problems and your own issues. You know, and, and listen, listen, the, there's, there's people that go through stuff and, and, and sometimes we need encouragement. We need the pastor to counsel us and things like that. But there's people that never get out of that. And they've been years and years in the church. And I'm not saying that, that, that that's wrong, no, because there's times where I feel down. I need encouragement. I go to my brother Germany and encourages me. But, but I know ultimately I've learned, I've exercised my trust in him. I've exercised my trust in him. And, 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 and now, look, I'm preaching to you, right? I, I'm becoming, uh, 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 I, I add to the body of just being a, 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 a taker, you know what I mean? And those people that add to the body are people who understand, wait a minute, I'm not just here to be here. I'm here for something great. Each and one of you, each and one of you have influence over thousands of people, tens of thousands of people that will come across you in your lifetime. And all those people that, that will come across you, God designed it so that they can meet you and you can give them words of hope and encouragement. Remember, remember, Jesus said, Jesus said things like this. I don't pray for the world. I don't pray for the world. It sounded like he wasn't evangelistic, right? He was. But he said this, I pray for those that you have given me. Yes, there was a world to, to save. Yes, there was people to go out and evangelize. But he understood one that he could never accomplish that unless he first trained the 12. Because it was those 12 that will turn the world right side up. It was those, those 12. Think about this now. If we would just understand that God has called us to something great. And, and everywhere we go, we have an assignment in the kingdom of God. Everyone we meet. And usually, when, when we're really in tune with the spirit, he'll lead you to someone that he has already prepared. It's almost like you don't even have to labor. There's some, there's some that all you can do is sow into. When you meet them in the streets or in the market or wherever, you can only sow to them. You can't expect them to get saved right there. Because some sow and some what? Reap. There'll be a time where somebody else sold years ago, and you'll come in time just to reap it and get them saved. But God gives the increase. If we'll, if we'll be excellent fishermen, if we'll know how to be wise soul winners, the Bible calls it, right? 
Many times we go on the streets and we start hitting them with Bibles, you know, with a message, hey, and we have no discernment. We don't even understand the moment. We give them what we want to give them, but we don't hear their question. And we're so out of touch, the churches, with society's questions because we want to hold on to our traditions and doctrines. Right? Everyone's searching for something. The Apostle Paul said it. I like Paul. He said, I became all things to all men that I may win some. He went to Mars Hill to speak to the greatest minds. And he didn't get all doctrinal and Jewish on them. No, he came with what they knew. He saw an inscription written in one of the altars to the unknown God. The wisdom of the soul winner. He says, I'm going to win them using what they know. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you, 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 I'm not saying that you, that you compromise and sin to win somebody. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is a fisherman knows, needs to know what kind of bait to use for what? For the fish. What happens if you just cast that, that hook in the water all violently? What's going to happen to the fish? They don't get away. You have to and then you have to what? Wait. Wait. That's right. That's right. Getting a soul save is patience. You, got to, you have to have patience with it. Man, I'm going off somewhere else, but <laughs> should I? All right. God will always send you many times if we're into to people who are prepared, ready. Think about it. Philip in the book of Acts was preaching a revival, man, a red-hot revival. What preacher wants to leave that to go talk to one man? We're not, some preachers ain't that humble, man. We like the, like the crowds, man. But this man was in tune with the spirit. He said, I'm out of here. Uh, you two disciples, stay here, all right? And you take over the revival. There's one man, a eunuch. He didn't have to toil to get him saved. God had already prepared him. He was already reading the scripture. And he was asking, who is the prophet talking about? Who is Isaiah talking about? And then, and then Philip was literally was translated over there and he showed up. And the Bible says he preached Jesus. This man was prepared. Think about it. This man went to Jerusalem to worship. Jerusalem was the place of worship. But he came out of that place of worship with more questions than answers. God forbid that church will become a place like that. When sinners can walk in, they leave with more questions than answers. And we miss, miss, get all subjective and start preaching on marriage. <laughs> or something, and we need all those things, don't get me wrong, but there's a time for that. But when it comes to Sunday services like this, we want to focus on the people, on the sinner. Because they need to hear Jesus. They need to hear Jesus. Now, we do all those things. We study government. We study doctrines. We do all those things on Wednesdays and other days. But, 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 but we are the main calling of the church is what? To save the lost. How much of that is happening today? What happened to the great crusades in the 80s and 70s where thousands of people will flood all give their life to Jesus. You don't see that no more. Rarely. Rarely. And those that do, praise God for them. We need more. We need more. 
God is calling us to be fishermen. He says, I'll make you. Right? That word make is a process. We have to learn how to win souls. Let's go back. <laughs> you with me? Look where the Lord takes them with this word, strong word of judgment. Verse 6, chapter 26, verse 1. In the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, came this word from the Lord, saying, so this is the word to Jeremiah. Thus saith the Lord, stand in the court of the Lord's house. My God. Where did he send Jeremiah to give this word? He sent them to church. My God. He sent them to church to give this word and said, and speak unto all the cities of Judah which come to worship. Those who would go to the temple to worship like you are here today. The same word that was given a couple thousand years ago is coming to you today concerning our time. He says, he says all the words that I command thee to speak unto them diminish not a word. What does that mean? Don't hold back. Word for word. If not, as he told the prophet Ezekiel, he says, I will require their blood in your hands. My God, the very souls of men are dependent upon the word of the Lord that God gives to his servants and to his ministers. The Bible says that the servant of the Lord watches over your soul. Amazing, right? It says, if so, they will hearken and turn every man from his evil way. And it says that when he said that, go to, <laughs> says the, verse 8, it says he was preaching this message and something happened, a big commotion happened in the temple, in, in the courts of the temple, in the temple, in the courts of the temple. Some of the craziest things can happen in church. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. There's so many people that have been hurt in church. Many people have been hurt in church. And, and look what it says. It says, it says that he preached this message. Basically, you guys need to repent. You guys need to come back to the Lord. It says, now it came to pass when Jeremiah had made an end of speaking all that the Lord had commanded him to do. It said, unto all the people that the priest, who? The preachers. And who? The prophets. And all the people took him. Get up, brother. They said. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> That's a strong. <laughs> I work on my. <laughs> they took him. It's a violent taking. And they told him, thou shall surely die. Amazing, right? It says, why hast thou prophesied in the name of the Lord, saying this house shall be like Shiloh, and this city shall be desolate without an inhabitant, and all the people were gathered against Jeremiah, against, in the house of the Lord. The Bible says in the days of Christ that the Pharisees, 
the Sanhedrin conspired. The very ones that had the law, that knew the Bible. The ones Jesus told, you guys are weathermen. You could tell when it's going to be sunny or cold, but you don't know the signs. The problem with many preachers today is that they don't know the signs. The signs. I'm not here to, 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 to bash on preachers. No, because I know there's godly men out there. I know there is. But we also know we can't be so naive as to not realize that there's preachers that are after the, their own, the desires of their own belly. And many of them started off right. But they went astray because of the, the fame or the spotlight or Peter called it filthy lucre, money. It's amazing, right? And, and it says that in the, in the days of Christ, they conspired to kill Jesus. Inside of where? The temple. The very same temple he left and prophesied about. That there will be no stone left upon another. And the disciples are, look at it, Lord, look at the beauty of that temple. He says, no. And they begin to tell him what? In Matthew 24, the things that were to come. In the last days. Told him, actually, he told him, read the prophet Daniel. And, 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 and he began to preach this tremendous message. <laughs> Jeremiah lived in a time where he saw the uprising of a great superpower that was coming upon the world. That same spirit is upon us, church. It's upon this world. The, the armies of the nations of the world are moving right now. Things are happening. We have this terrorist group called ISIS. It's an ancient spirit that has reappeared in these last days. Remember the Lord said that he would use the Assyrians to bring judgment. He said they are the, the rod of my judgment to judge my people. Could it very well be that God is allowing this same spirit of extreme Islam? You may say, well, you're getting political. No, I'm not. Jesus said it. He says, be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees. That's religion. But then he also said, but also be aware of the leaven of Herod. And Herod was a political man. It was a political spirit, and it is that religious spirit and political spirit that ultimately combined to kill Jesus. And it is the same spirit, church, that is moving in this very age and hour. Where, yes, Jesus is being proclaimed, but Paul called it another Jesus. 
It is the same spirit that is moving through politics where every time, just in Easter, right? On Easter, 70 Christians were killed. In, 70 Christians, I think it was in Pakistan, murdered on Easter. And as always, our dear president, we need to pray for him, but he's dead wrong. He's dead wrong. He'll say some, some, some words of sympathy, but then he'll go again and start to defend Islam. Let me read to you the words of the great man of God, Martin Luther. The great reformer, Martin Luther, once declared that the preacher who does not rebuke the sins of the rulers through God's word, spoken publicly, boldly and honestly strengthens the sins of the tyrants and becomes a partaker in them and bears responsibility for them. That's what Jeremiah was doing. He was speaking to the leadership of his nation and warning them. What we need today in this very hour is men and women, not in the flesh. Let me tell you something. You hear many preachers, they start calling out the president and, 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 and preachers and all that. You can't call, and it's, they're in the flesh. You can't do it unless you first weep for them. If you haven't cried for these people, you're not adequate to declare this word. Because that's who Jeremiah was. He was the weeping prophet. Jeremiah saw the uprising. I'm almost done here, church. See, I closed my Bible. For you that are kind of trained to, the, to leave at 12 o'clock, you know. That's <laughs> nonsense, man. <laughs> no, I'm not going to keep you long. But he saw the uprising of this spirit that was behind the Babylonian Empire. The very same spirit that's moving today. You can't talk about Jesus in the media today. He's an offense. Yeah, you can mention Buddha, Allah. You can mention anything, but the moment you mention Jesus, you're in trouble. But it is the same, the same thing that is taking place. That he, the same spirit that was alive through the empires, through Egypt and Assyria, the Babylonians, the Medo Persians, the Medo Persians, and, and Greece, and all the way down to Rome. It's the same spirit that is alive today. Remember, Daniel gave descriptions of these empires. He said that, 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 that Babylon was like a lion, right? When he saw, the, the, uh, when Nebuchadnezzar had the image, God gave him the interpretation of it. And he saw the, the Medo-Persians, the Iranians, the modern-day Iranians as what? As, as, as a bear. And he saw the Grecians as what? As a leopard. And then the, the Roman Empire, you couldn't even describe. It was so hideous. It was so, he marveled after it, the Bible says. But then in Revelation 13, we, 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 see, we see a beast that has the components of all these past empires. It says that it had seven heads and seven horns, ten heads, excuse me. Uh, you can read it. And it says, and upon it written the names of blasphemy. And it says it had the mouth of a lion, had the feet and hands of a 
bear and the body of a leopard. All those empires combining into this beast. We're literally seeing the same spirit today. That's the, the spirit that we're sensing. Babylon was known for his hideous worship and idolatry that, that ultimately brought down Israel and got judgment because they went after which was a Babylonian worship. The worship today, it's, it's a little different in that worship whoever you want. Right? But who? But Jesus. The, the Medo-Persians were known for their laws. Right? It says, the king put the stamp of approval, the ring of appro- the stamp of approval upon the law. He couldn't even reverse it himself. That same spirit is alive today. It's, it's, it's the spirit moving through laws and, and policy. Amen. How many know laws are changing? We're not defending the Constitution today. We're trying to change it. And we know that Alexander the Great, the Grecian Empire, was known for his military might. If you study Alexander the Great, he conquered the world at the age of 32. Conquered the world so good, he cried. He says, man, there's no one else left to conquer. The speed in which he conquered the world with his military. It's the same spirit that is moving today, that is moving the militaries of the world into action. We're seeing the same spirit alive today. It's not in the future. Just like Jeremiah saw it in his day. It's happening today. Do you have eyes to see, church? Do you have eyes to see, young person? Are you even moved to have got any more to tears to cry out for this nation? To cry out that the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers unto his harvest? Do you have any, do you shed any more tears for your loved ones? Are you giving up? I'm here to tell you that the greatest harvest and move of God is here. It is on the horizon. We're not waiting long into the future. Those who will step into it, those who will step into it will reap a great harvest, will reap a great harvest if we will declare that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that he's coming again. Hallelujah! 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 All of us that are gathered here today, it's not by coincidence the Holy Spirit had you to come here today and hear these words. And for you to look at yourself, many of you said, Lord, you somebody. The Lord's saying, no, I tried. I'm wanting to use you. I'm going to use you. If you will believe. Jeremiah said the same thing. Lord, I am but a child. I can't do these things. No, no, no. You don't understand, Jeremiah. He says, even before you were even created, in your mother's womb, he says, I already knew you. He says, and I have ordained you and separated you to be a prophet unto the nations. 
Hallelujah. Think about this. This calling that you have, choose it. It chose you before you were even created. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What God is calling us today, and I close with this, Jeremiah, help me. Hallelujah. What God is calling us to today, it's a radical, to a radical proclamation, not by the sword, but by his spirit. In the next chapter, verse chapter 28, it says that Jeremiah was confronted by a prophet who was prophesying the opposite of what he was prophesying. His name was Hananiah, I believe. And he, he confronted the prophet. The prophet confronted Jeremiah and says, no, the Lord is going to return those vessels in two years that the enemy has taken. The enemy has, has stolen from us, church. We're going to take it back. Like we sang earlier, I'm taking back what the enemy stole from me. He's after the holy things of the, of, of the temple, of the vessels. That's what he's after. He's after the word. Because the, if there's no word, there's famine. He's after the word. It says that, that, that he confronted him and says, in two years' times, the Lord's going to bring back the vessels and the king's son that the enemy took. You know what Jeremiah says? He said, Praise God, brother. Amen. <laughs> Let him do what you said. But I got a word for you, he says. And that man died right there on the spot. What I'm trying to tell you is that these times that we're living in, we're going to begin to distinguish who are servants of the Lord and who are not because honestly church we need more men of God and I, I know some man I know some men of God, I know some of you here today that the church has turned her back on you. They said they saw your gifting and were jealous or didn't help you. And you were hurt. Jeremiah went through a lot, man. My question is, will we, will we recognize oh, Will we recognize a prophet like Jeremiah or John the Baptist if he was ministering or preaching to us? Will we recognize the true men of God in this hour? And not for the sake of following men, because these men, as John said, I must decrease that he might increase. God is calling us to a wilderness pulpit to preach this gospel to the lost.
I know God is speaking to some of your hearts right now. This message is hard. You don't even know, some of you don't even know what to do with it because <laughs> you don't know me. But you know his word. You know his spirit. The Holy Spirit is speaking to your life today, right now. I believe God is making a greater call to certain people right now than they've had right now. But he's saying, will you believe it and embrace it and not doubt it? If that's you today, I want you to come to the front as they play this song, as the Holy Spirit of God deals with your hearts. I want you to make your way up. Tell them, Lord, I need you. Pray for your community. Pray for your family. Pray for this nation. Pray for this nation. Jeremiah lamented. And he said, oh, Lord, we're in a mess. But then he, it's like the Lord reminded him, but when I remember your compassion, when I remember, Lord, I know that it's all not done. It's, it's, you got something in store for us. And, and, and the Lord gave him the prophecy of the 70 years of captivity. Yes, they were a captive 70 years. And by the time Daniel was, was under the Medo, uh, uh, Israel was under the Medo-Persian conquest, it says that Daniel began to study the book of Jeremiah. He began to understand the times. That it was time for God's people to go back home. There's a few more days, church, a few more hours to work. We must labor, we must labor. And then he's coming again. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Oh, Rabbi You're holy, you're holy, you're holy, you're holy. Está sentado en el trono. 
I feel in my heart, I don't want to end this service. I'm going to cast a net today, this morning. If you're here today, and your future is uncertain, it's because you have no hope. Jesus Christ came to this world to give you hope to give you a reason for living. Young person, you're here today. Adult, man, woman, a child. If you're here today and you say, I don't have Jesus in my heart, he's not my king. I'm gonna cast my net today. If you want to receive him as Lord and Savior, I want you to lift up your hand right now where you're at. If you say, I don't know Jesus, I wanna receive him, lift up your hand right now. We're gonna make a prayer with you. I see one hand. Keep it up, keep it up. If you're here today, the Lord says, today is the day of salvation. Today, today is the day of salvation. You can be set free. If you're here today, one more, one more, I see you. If you're here today and you said yes, you lifted up your hands, I want you to come to the front quickly, quickly. Come quickly, come to the front. Come on, intercessors, pray, 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 pray. Pray, intercessors. Come here, brother. Come here, Aaron. Anybody else? Anybody else? Come here, sister. Habla español? Ven para acá. ¿Quieres aceptar a Cristo como tu Salvador? Sí. Anybody else? Anybody else? Tomorrow's not promised. Anybody else? We're going to do this prayer. I want you to look at me, both of you. This prayer, you understand Spanish for her sake. You too, brother? Come on, brother. (laughs) Come on. If you know how to pray, pray, pray. Pray. Esta oración es una oración de fe. It's a prayer of faith. La Biblia dice que si confesamos a Jesús con nuestros labios, que resucitó a Cristo de los muertos, seremos salvos. No es una oración que se dice con los labios. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a prayer that just lip work. You have to believe it. Lo tiene que creer. Déjame decirte otra cosa, Aaron. ¿Cómo se llama? 
encarnación. What's your name, brother? Martín. Won't you look at me, Martín? He loves you, man. Jesus loves you. Aaron, he loves you, brother. You know that, huh? <laughs> encarnación, Cristo te ama. He died for you, brother. He died for you. We're going to do this prayer. You repeat it with them in, in English, and I'll do it in Spanish. Or, or do it with Spanish. It's Spanish. Vamos a repetir esta oración, okay? Once you lift up your hands, levanta tus manos in señal de rendimiento, in sign of surrender. Lift them up to him. The Bible says, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before the Father. Say, dear God in heaven, I want you guys to help me too. As I say, dear God in heaven, I come to you. I'm sorry for the way I've lived, the things I've done. This moment, I've heard the gospel message that you love me, that you care for me. I believe, Lord, that you died on the cross, that you shed your life's blood for me, that you were buried, but on that third day, you resurrected with my new life. This moment, in front of all these witnesses and the cloud of angels that surround us, I commit my life to you. I say yes to my future. In Jesus, this moment, according to your word, which cannot lie, I am saved. I am saved by blood divine. I am saved. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Let us pray for you a little more. You can minister to, to Encarnacion. Adrian, Adrian, come pray, come pray, come pray. Let's pray for these, for these souls. Continue, open your mouth. Tell them, tell them, tell them you need. Tell them you need. Speak to him. Speak to him. Tell him, tell him. Oh, you know all things, Lord, before. Oh, my sacred Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, where can we go to, Lord, for only you have words of life? Only you have words of eternal life, Lord. Oh, no, 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 no